You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello and welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and thank you for tuning in to listen to this live episode on octalkradio.net. The show is brought to you by our advertisers, Center Club, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, SunUp Group, and Tea and Company. If you'd like to learn more about the radio show, and who doesn't, well, it's very simple. Visit our website, which is www.criticalmass4forbusiness.com. Shashank Sakar is our first guest. He is an author of First Time Home Buying 101 and Real Estate Unleashed. Shashank, thanks for joining us on Critical Mass Radio Show. It's a pleasure, Rick. I look forward to the show. You know, you're a CEO of a lending firm, and you're an also an author, as I just said, in the open of two real estate and home buying books. I mean, what started your interest in this area of business? So I was uh, very new to the country when, when the real estate crisis of 2006 uh, hit the U.S. And uh, what I realized at that time is that the industry, which is supposed to advise people to make possibly the biggest financial transaction of their lives, wasn't that qualified to do that. And there were tons of loan officers who were just working for mortgage brokers and, and banks and who were not even properly licensed in some cases. And uh, I was seeing that all this greed and all this lack of education to the customers and what kind of horrific results it was causing to them personally and, and to the country overall. And that's when I thought that we need to we need to make some changes here. If we can if we can start something which is focused more on educating clients into what they are getting into so that hopefully we don't see a crisis like that in the future, that's where I uh, wanted to leverage my over 10 years of lending business industry, uh, lending industry business, and I started a company uh, called Arcus Lending, which is which was built on the foundation that we will put the consumers first and profits later. So that really was the trigger point. It was a uh, strange may, may it sound, but it was really the crisis from where the the company Arcus Lending was born. Interesting. Must be the combination of being a CEO of Arcus Lending and the founder, as well as the author of these very popular books. I know you've been recognized as America's premier mortgage expert. So I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about the inspiration for your uh, deciding to write uh, two books on the subject. Maybe we can start with your latest book. You know, what, what was the inspiration for writing this book? Let's let's talk about both of them. As in first time home buying one hundred and one was the first book that I wrote, and um, again, it goes back to the same same foundation or the same principles on which the, the company was founded. And I started my mortgage career, which was education. And when I was working with a, a lot of first time home buyers, I realized that even though first-time home buying should be uh, an experience which is more, uh, which is uh, a pleasurable experience, something that people look forward to. But uh, in my experience, I was seeing that people were approaching it with sense of anxiety, sometimes even fear. They just did not know where to get started, who to trust, and who to work with in this process, which really sounded very complex and confusing to, to them. And uh, that's when I decided to write First Time Home Buying 101, which is a step-by-step guide to uh, to owning your first home. 
And uh, I made it very, very simple. Uh, and in fact, my purpose was never to sell uh, a boatloads of book and make money from it. Uh, in fact, I, uh, I even now I offer that book for free download on my uh, website, arcoslending.com. Uh, because, yeah, my total uh, and, and pure motivation was that people should read it, educate themselves, so that they uh, can take that first step that they need to buy their first home. And even if they end up deciding working with somebody else, really the, the complete motivation was to just help them understand the, the process of buying their first home. Uh, and then the second book, Real Estate Unleashed, uh, that I co-authored uh, with the president of a, of a large real estate company, and um, there, too, it, it came from the need that I saw that a lot of real estate agents, even though uh, the, there was a huge crisis around 2007-8, and after the crisis, the industry had changed so much in terms of what kind of marketing you should be doing, what kind of skills you should have. They were kind of still stuck uh, in the pre-2008 era. So in 2011-12, both of us came together and wrote that book, which was basically teaching or guiding real estate agents on what they need to change uh, so that they are ready for this new real estate industry that has surfaced after the 2009-10 uh, era that we had. So both inspirations really came from the need uh, from working with real estate agents and working with potential first-time home buyers and seeing that what is it that they're miss missing and how we can plug that uh, gap and help them succeed in whatever they're trying to do. We're going to take our first commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show, but you said something, Shashank, that I'd like to follow up on when we come back, and that is your second book, Real Estate Unleashed, was written to help the real estate professionals to sort of understand the new uh, business paradigm. So could, we, could you explain a little bit about what your advice is in that book when we get back from our break? Absolutely. We'll talk about that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these words from our commercial sponsors on Critical Mass Radio Show. Are you looking for your successor? Someone as dedicated and experienced in their field as you? Executives Unlimited delivers the top executive talent you need for your company's long-term success. 98% of our clients re-engage us for additional hires, and over 90% of the executives placed by us since 2007 are still in their positions or have been promoted. That's twice the industry's average retention rate. How do we do this? Dedication. Executives Unlimited believe success isn't success until it's long-term. Call us to invest in your long-term success. 562-627-3800 or visit us at executivesunlimited.com. Let our long-term success leverage yours. Richard Franzi is the author of two popular business books for CEOs. His first book, Critical Mass, The Ten Explosive Powers of CEO Peer Groups, was the first book ever written on the secret value of CEO peer groups. His second book, now with newly updated information, is Critical Mass, The Power of CEO Guiding Principles. Richard's books contain powerful information to help CEOs running middle market companies gain valuable insight to improve their decision-making skills. Richard's books are available as paperbacks or Kindle versions from Amazon.com. To find them, type Richard Franzi in the search box. Over 73% of consumer packaged goods and retail products fail miserably within their first year. Why? Because they find themselves in the pit of unawareness. 
you don't want to go there, call me and I'll make sure that your packaging gets noticed. You know how I know? Because I'm the founder and creative director of MBN Design. We're one of Orange County's most established and trusted design firms. With over 20 years of experience, I can ensure that your brand will always stay new. Ask me how our packaging sold millions in months or see for yourself other success stories on our website at www.mbndesign.com. We're MBN because we're making brands new. Call 714-458-8701 and talk to me, Hector Garcia. That's myself. 714-458-8701. I'll be waiting for your call. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. We're streaming live today on octalkradio.net. And, of course, all of our shows can be heard anytime on iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, several hundred former guest websites whose CEOs have appeared on our show, and the company has placed the interviews somewhere on their website, maybe even on their homepage. Since we started in 2009, our show has reached over 170,000 listeners with our podcast. And simply type in these four words, Critical Mass Radio Show, in your favorite podcasting software to find our show and become a regular subscriber and listen to our weekly interviews. Before the break, Shashank, I said I was going to ask you to talk a little bit about what has changed in the mortgage industry and what do you write about in your latest book, Real Estate Unleashed? One of the biggest things that that I did advise real estate agents to look for was uh, all these new opportunities that has come from marketing and and branding uh, ideas that has come with the invent of uh, what we call new media or social media, as we, you were just talking about podcasting and how many people it has reached. Uh, imagine trying to do that in, say, 10 years back. And if you were trying to get, say, you needed to get on an FM or AM radio station to reach out to 170,000 people, which would have been extremely expensive, or, or you would have been a radio show host with one of the top radio stations. And we, we were talking about similar things in the book, is that now... Uh, you could be a publisher, or you could be a writer, or you could be, say, say, a radio show host, or you could have your own podcast, you could have your own YouTube channel, by which you can as virtually reach hundreds and thousands of people without investing so much money into your marketing. And, um, and the book came out uh, three, four years back, and at that point of time, a lot of social media was kind of just taking off. And we had mentioned that how much of a huge opportunity that we have in front of us uh, being in the real estate industry in terms of being able to educate and help our customers and at the same time differentiate ourselves from um, all the other people in the industry. So we, we talk a lot about new media marketing uh, in the book. We had also talked about few opportunities that exist within the real estate and mortgage industry in terms of different loan programs or the homes that they can sell. But really, as an I, I personally think that some things remain classic, and I remember that we, we wrote one chapter, which was the Constitution of Success, and there most of the stuff was things that will last, um, I don't know, for decades, if not centuries, uh, By because we were talking stuff like, um, like I remember Winston Churchill saying that winning starts with, with beginning, and, and we mentioned a few things where real estate agents can start with. Most importantly, look what you do best and do more of it, because a lot of us, See, there is a fine line that I think, Rick, uh, exists between, one, uh, doing more of what you do which works and jumping onto new things. And uh, if you can have 
uh, best of both worlds, which is work on something that that's already working and build on it, and the same time look at other opportunities that exist, and you're able to latch onto it quick quick enough. Then that's the two combination that has worked very very well for my own business. That's something that that we were advising real estate agents to look at it. And uh, when we look back from what time we wrote the book to where the the industry had come in. Most of the people who have succeeded in the last four or five years or become from uh, not so much uh, of a success to mega success have kind of worked on the same principles that we talked about in the book. So it's good to see that some of those things have been have worked very, very well for a lot of agents within the industry. Earlier in the interview, Shashank, you, you mentioned that you um, emigrated to this country. Can you share with us from your knowledge of um, how... How unique to the American system is the mortgage industry and the home buying experience here in the U.S. as you've witnessed it firsthand? On one side, if you look at it, it's very, very structured, and which is a good thing. I, I tell my clients about it because also a lot of my clients um, are immigrants. And they, have, they, have, uh, they work I'm, I'm in Silicon Valley, so I work with a lot of people who come from Europe and Asia and, and South America. And... So on one side, I tell them that you will probably experience, which is what I did, was that it's a very, very structured industry. For everything, there is there, there are different parties to a transaction, and they are all responsible for a certain thing. So during the process, you would feel that that uh, there are different people taking care of different things. Um, however, if you look at it from, say, and as an entrepreneur, and you look at it from the industry itself, um, then you will see that there is a lot of dependence on few uh, parties or or few companies that kind of drive the industry itself, and that was the reason why you would see that you could you could see a crisis like 2006, 2007, because a lot of what we were selling to different uh, investment firms were based on say rating that these bond bond agencies were giving, and so much dependence on few people or few companies to kind of drive a trillion-dollar market is uh, something I was shocked by initially, uh, to say the least, is because really to say that we were able to perpetuate a worldwide economic crisis because there were just few companies who, were, who did not rate the bonds correctly. Of course, there were other players who originated those loans, but, but they did not do that. Uh, that's shocking to an extent. But where we are right now after all these years, I'm actually quite glad with, with where we are right now in terms of the regulations which are in place to to help the consumers, uh, the structure that uh, the industry has now kind of uh, kind of working on, and the kind of loan programs and options which are available for first-time homebuyers and other, other kind of homebuyers who are trying to buy their second or third home. And I'm just hoping that we stay like this for, for much longer so that we don't go back to the same uh, same crisis or the same reasons which, which perpetuated that crisis in the past. I wonder if you could share with our audience, you know, writing two books, you, you learn a lot about the subject matter, whether it be home buying or being a mortgage and real estate professional. But I'm wondering if you could share something or an idea or a fact that came up in your research, something that you didn't know prior to putting the books together that kind of surprised you or that you thought, wow, this was, you know, this is really important information. I'm glad I'm bringing it to the public because there may be other people who don't know this as well. So I was very surprised uh, when I was I was doing research for it and I was looking at um, 
Harvard uh, study on housing uh, for uh, for that year. And one of the things that I came across, which was um, which talked uh, about echo boomers, that's what Harvard Business Study talked about. Different people call it differently. Some people call it uh, Gen Y. Uh, we even loosely call them millennials, uh, and they're kind of defined a little differently, but more or less the same thing. And what that study was saying was that the they are uh, they were born between eighty one and ninety nine. That's what mostly that's uh, most people agree to that definition. And there are eighty one million of them, uh, which is three million more than baby boomers, because there were seventy eight million baby boomers who were born between forty six and sixty four. And that was a huge surprise for me because I, even though I was I'm kind of new to the country, I've always heard that baby boomers were the biggest generation that the country had, and uh, they were the people, of course, who drove the economy, and they will probably continue to drive it even after retirement. But uh, that's when I realized that this, the, the new generation of, uh, whether you call it echo boomers or millennials, are actually bigger than baby boomers and have similar kind of uh, potential to drive real estate business. And I actually wrote a chapter called The Buyers and Sellers of Tomorrow uh, in that book, and uh, we were, I went into details on how uh, a population like this could have a potential impact on real estate business for the next decade or decade and a half. And only recently, as in last year, I remember I was uh, on several Fox radio stations talking about this topic, but only recently, it was only till probably in 2014 or 15, that main media started talking about uh, how would millennials influence uh, influence real estate industry, whether it, whether it's renting or buying in the future. And I was uh, pleasantly surprised or glad to see that I had talked about it a couple of years back, even before any media picked, picked the same kind of data. So that was uh, both a learning for me and uh, and a surprise, and uh, and the fact that I was kind of, because of that, um, I was picked up for several, several interviews because I had talked about that long before most other people even thought about it. That's interesting. We only have a few minutes left, but I, I, I did want to follow up on that because um, earlier, previous couple of years, I, I was reading and hearing that millennials were not interested in buying a home, that they may be the first generation not chasing the quote-unquote American dream of, of owning their own house, that they may be a renter generation. But now recently, uh, I've been seeing articles saying that, no, in fact, uh, even given their debt load, et cetera, there is a desire among millennials to own property and to own their homes as previous generations have. So I, I guess just saying from your perspective, uh, which one of those seems to be more accurate in today's current environment? I agree with the second part, and that's where I was probably uh, – I was I was going against the grind when I was being interviewed on the, these radio stations because all the media was talking about that – well, because of the student loan debt, none of these millennials are planning to buy because they just can't afford to, uh, or they have they just saw the real estate crisis in 2007-8, so they have these psychological scar and they don't want to get into home buying. And I'm of the of the completely different belief. I'm I'm just I'm saying that we need to understand millennials better because their lifestyle is so much different than the generation before. They are a, a mobile generation, which means that. Their jobs are mobile. There are people who work here today, work in, say, Austin tomorrow, New York the day after, even India or China next year. So they are not as settled as, say, the generation prior to that was, which would probably work in the same place all their life, and so they could buy their home much earlier. 
And that's also driving the point that they are probably marrying and having kids at a much later age, which was, again, some of the triggers that was driving the earlier generation to buy homes. So just because they're not buying home now does not mean that they don't have desire to buy. So don't just look at the fact that it's just the student loan debts and these guys want to rent. Uh, but interesting, that's what I had mentioned in the book as well, that initially in the first few years of them getting employed, they would rent because they would, because of all these reasons, they would not buy. But eventually, a uh, majority of them, in fact, I think one research pointed out that close to 70% of them do intend to eventually own a home. And, and I firmly believe that that's what is true. That's great because basic economics are supply and demand. And <clears throat> as you so eloquently spoke to, the, the size of that population of the millennials is is good for the housing industry because it hopefully will continue to create great demand, which drives the industry. So I, I do have to end on that note. I wish we had more time to spend. I found you very fascinating and love this conversation. But if, if someone wanted to learn more about you and your firm, how do they find you online, Shashank? Well, the best way to actually reach uh, me is through our company's website, arcuslending.com, which is A-R-C-U-S lending.com. And uh, all my books are on Amazon.com. Friend of the program and welcome to the Critical Mass Community. Continued success. And let us know when you write your third book so we can get you back on the program, okay? Thank you so much, Rick. That I truly appreciate that. Have a good day, my friend. You too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a short commercial break, and then Joe Kuchera is going to be on our show. Joe is a mortgage planner and a radio show host. He, he is the host of Real Estate Radio Live, and so I'm excited to – we have a theme here. Joe, and our producer today, was able to bring together two mortgage and home buying experts on the radio program. So this is, this is fantastic. Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back after these words from our commercial sponsors. <laughs> If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sound board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. Successfully navigating the changing world of public relations and digital marketing requires an experienced, tenacious, yet gracious team. In business for more than 20 years, Orange County-based Tea & Company delivers big agency results with personalized service. For more information, call us at 714-536-8407 or visit us online at tandco.me. I just wanted to share with you my experience as a member of Center Club. Many of you know that I've been a member of Center Club in Costa Mesa for over six years. I hold my monthly CEO peer group meetings, my annual executive conferences, and my daily business meetings at the club. 
I found the staff to be both professional and courteous. My guests enjoy meeting at the Center Club with its newly remodeled meeting rooms, dining rooms, and common areas. If you're looking for a place to conduct meetings, host events, or meet some of Orange County's most successful business leaders, then consider joining Center Club in Costa Mesa. For information regarding club membership and private events, maybe you're planning a a party there, a birthday party, or looking for a great place for one of your children's weddings, I highly recommend visiting Center Club's website, which is center-club.com. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi, 